Good day my brothers and sisters and welcome to God's Corner. I am your host Nontlandla Precious Ngobese. I hope you've had a week wonderful enough full of obedience, right? I hope you took the time to read God's word and understand what he requires of us each and every day. So in my last podcast I was speaking on obedience and exploring the book of Matthew's I'm still on the book of Matthews and I'll be going further into it and most probably my episodes to come will be covering the book of Matthews because I am following on Jesus' ministry while he was on earth. All right. How many of us have read Matthew 6:33 that says Seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be added to you. Guys, I'm 25 years old. I do not know how many times I've read this scripture and it's embarrassing, you know? I did not get it. I did not get it. I did not understand how exactly is God wanting me to seek his kingdom for everything, for all that I desire to be added to me. In fact, when I thought of it, I'm like, but God, do you understand? how huge your kingdom is your kingdom consists of yourself it consists of your son it consists of the holy spirit it consists of angels it consists of angels and all the other rooms that you said you are going to build for us and you want me to seek that kingdom i mean we are talking about an entire kingdom here how many hectares and square meters does this kingdom cover earth is even like an ocean you know it's a drop in the ocean you know when i think of earth it's literally a drop in the ocean compared to what or how big your kingdom is and you want me to seek that father how do i seek that that is when the holy spirit took a highlighter and asked the question how many parables are in the bible that start with the kingdom of heaven is like this jesus taught on these parables while he was on earth he taught about them the kingdom of heaven is like this and the holy spirit there was like that's how you seek his kingdom because as much as he tells you seek my kingdom he also gives you how you seek it and he literally tells you the kingdom of heaven is like this so what are we supposed to do we are supposed to do does the very same thing that these parables explain to us because that's how the kingdom of heaven is right i know guys i know i i i read this and i was like your god wow so jesus christ never tells you something and not explain it or give deep in depth about it right so before i go into these parables i would like us to look at matthew chapter 13 this is a parable of a farmer scattering seeds i know that we have heard this story before right so this farmer this parable is based on a farmer and the farmer was ready to plant seeds right the word says listen a farmer went out to plant some seeds as he scattered them around his field some of the seeds fell on the pathway and the birds came and ate them other seeds fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock the seeds sprouted quickly because of the because the soil was shallow 
As soon as the sun was hot, they whipped away because they did not have deep roots. Other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on the fertile soil and they produced crop that was 30, 60 and even a hundred times as much as it has been planted. Anyone with ears should listen and understand. I was like, but God, why would you want me to open this podcast with this message? And God was like, not everyone who will listen to this podcast will understand what you are saying. Because God speaks in secret. He says, you have the power to understand the secrets of of heaven. We have it. But some of us don't even use that power to understand his word. Some of us don't even use that power to change ourselves, to seek his kingdom, right? He said to me, the kingdom of heaven is already amongst us, all right? It is not something that will come later. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven is already amongst you. The kingdom of heaven is already amongst those who believe in God. It's already amongst believers. And as he says in Revelation, later, when Jesus comes on earth, when he returns on earth, he will manifest the kingdom of heaven here on earth physically. So for now, it is a spiritual thing. And not everyone who will listen to what I'm saying will understand. That's why this parable was given before he started telling us the kingdom of God is like this. He said, listen to the explanation of this parable. He said, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the planting seeds. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the messages about the kingdom and don't understand it. What message is this that I have been hearing and not understanding? It is a message about your salvation. It is a message that says that your soul and your spirit must be saved from sin and death when you follow the, 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 the commandments of God. How many times have you heard that message? How many times has, has it been spoken to you that repent of your sins? Turn away from the, the, the things that you do that are of this world. When you know that you are doing wrong, turn away, repent, and, and, and go to God. How many times have someone, not even me, like even your pastors have told you that? How many times have you read it, but you don't understand it and grasp it? You don't change. You still keep on sinning. And some of us even sin knowingly. It's a different story when you do something without knowing. But the minute you gain knowledge of it, you are supposed to change it. How many times have many of us heard that, but don't do as God says. You know his commandments. The Ten Commandments, some of us sing it as a song. It was taught in Sunday school as a song. Do not lie. Do not sin. Honor your mother and your father. Do you honor your mother and your father? No. So he tells you, he says that the seeds that fell on the foot represent those who hear the message about the kingdom of God and, do, and don't understand it. And then what will happen to you? The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Even the little knowledge that you have about God will be taken away from you. 
that little knowledge that good promise that you know that you know god has my back he said he will never leave me he said he will the evil one will come snatch it and when hard times come guess what you will do you will disappear you will disappear because you do not grasp the message about the kingdom of god and then it goes on the seeds that are on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they don't last long they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing god's word i've got to say this was me whenever i would read god's word and i would receive it with so much joy that you know what god you are good god you said that you i will have everything that i need god you said that each and every situation i will be able to overcome but the minute the situation comes or the hardship comes we forget we stress we start stressing the minute you don't have money in your bank accounts and you got paid yesterday but today it is all gone you start thinking of ways of which you must provide for yourself you forget that god said i will provide for you you forget that god said ask ask and you will receive how many of us experience stress stress he said don't let your heart be troubled or worried you find yourself stressed you are even taking antidepressants and pills but he said that you must not stress you must take your worries and you must give them to me you fall away you fall away with the minute you think of the worries and the distractions of this world you get chopped right you get chopped and that my beloved is what we need to pray against we need to pray that we have roots in god and then it continues it says the seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear god's word but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth mhm that lure that yeah i want to be rich listen there's nothing wrong with you being rich but when now the focus of you being rich takes you away from the promises of God takes you away from the obedience of God takes you away from submitting yourself to God it becomes a problem it becomes a problem and says so they produce no fruit right the seed that fell on good soil represent those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30 60 or even 100 times as had been planted here's a secret guys be that good seed be that good seed that listens to god's word and does what he says be that good seed that that literally obeys the 10 commandments that god has been reciting be that good seed that does good to others all right Here's the secret to you who wants to be rich. God will increase. God will increase your produce. You wouldn't even have to plant anything. You wouldn't even have to work. For as long as you follow his word, he will take care of you. He will produce. You will produce fruit of 30, 60 or even 100 times as much has been planted. Think about all the people God used in his Bible. Think about Daniel. Daniel was a treasurer. And whatever position Daniel had, 
the, the leader didn't even have to worry because wherever he was, there was increase. All right? There was increase. There was good fruit. You can think of Abraham. Abraham had so much, had so much just because he was God's disciple. He was God's child. So God's children are mugged by excellence. You can go back to the Bible. Everyone that God used, David, they are marked by excellence. They are marked by prosperity. It is not something that you get by the works of your hand. It is not that. It is the peace. He says that I will give you peace. It's the peace that he gives them. The peace that the world does not give. I will give you the peace that the world does not give. That peace means your well-being. It means prosperity. Only those who believe and do God's will receives this peace, right? And then let's start on the parables. And I want you to take a note of the order of these parables because this also speaks a lot. God and obedience, guys, it's a huge thing. It is a huge thing. Really, if you are not doing God's will, you are the child of the devil. You must just know. There is no look or warm. There is no uh, no, 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 no. If you are not obeying God's ways, you are the child of the devil. It's as simple as that. All right. So the parables start with the parable of the wheat and the seeds. And this is in Matthew 13, 24, right? Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seeds in his field but but that night as the workers slept his enemy came and planted weeds among the weeds among the wheat and then slipped away when the crop grew and began to produce grain the weeds also grew the farmer's workers went to him and said sir the fields the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds where did they come from this is what the farmer said an enemy has done this and then they asked the workers asked should we put out the weeds he said no you uproot the wheat if you do let both grow together until harvest then i will and then i will tell the harvesters to sort out the wheat tie them into a bundle and burn them and put the wheat in the barn what does this say? <laughs> First, it talks, it explains how just God is. In his word, he did say that he will give rain to both the righteous and unrighteous alike. Okay? He will give sunshine to the wicked and to the good-hearted. So on earth, you may look like those that are unrighteous. You may be on the same pedestal. But... When God returns, this speaks on God returns. When God returns, he will divide. Those that do not produce good fruit will be put into the fire. That is hell. Those that do not obey God's word, he will put into the fire and they will burn. Who are those that will be picked? It will be angels. The angels will be the ones who will be sorting us out. When the day of the Lord comes, when he returns, 
the angels will be the ones who will be sorting us out the wheat the good producers the ones that obey god's words the ones that keep god's commandment will be put into the but they will enter kingdom they will enter kingdom and those that do not produce the weed they will be tied up together in the bundle and thrown into the fire so i want to show you how god takes obedience very seriously this is how he opens the parables he says first of all in your heart you need to search within your heart if you are obedient to my ways and if you are not repent take salvation repent because it is not enough my brothers and sisters to say i am saved by god it is not enough my brothers and sisters to accept christ and not do his ways that means you don't love him he says show by the way in which you live that you love me right that is show by keeping his word that is show by not lying that is show by honoring your mother and your father some of us don't even have relationship with our parents because our parents did this 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 and that to us God says I don't care what they did there's a reason why he gave them to you as your mother and your father and all that you have to do is to honor and obey them that's all honor them that's all that you have to do he never said judge them he never said eh, tell them when they are wrong or and they are right he said honor right and the day will come when he will separate us those that ha- those that do good and those that do bad i pray that you find yourself amongst the wheat those that produce good fruit good holy fruits and then it goes on to the parable of the mustard seed right he said here is another illustration jesus used this is matthew 31 the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field it is the smallest of all seeds but it becomes the largest um it becomes the largest of garden plants it grows into a tree and birds come and make nest in it so imagine this i asked myself <laughs> the order in which god put or jesus taught this was very very strategic and it was a message in itself so first he spoke he spoke on obedience right he spoke on separation separating those that obey his word and those that don't right who keep the the, the salvation and then he spoke of the parable of the mustard seed so when i looked at this i'm like okay so all of the good ones all of the good ones will be like the mustard seed right they'll be like a tree where where um the birds will come and feed where people will come and feed from them right so we will be so small guys <laughs> we will be so small the the wheat will be so small it's like we'll be so few right because many of us think that grace has come so that we can sin and then uh yeah it's okay to sin and grace will cover us god knew in advance that i will do this yes he knew in advance that he would do this but it, he didn't expect that your willingness in your willingness you will actually do it he expected for you to repent and accept him and say god i've done wrong i am sorry i will not do this again i will walk in your way so When I saw the parable of the mustard seed I'm like 
this parable represents god the mustard seed represents jesus when jesus started his church he only had 12 disciples 12 you can imagine how big churches are nowadays 12 and from this 12 it grew and it became a big church we're still reading about it today and he said that birds please note the birds he didn't describe what type of birds will come and eat from him he said the birds will come and make nests in its branches that means all nations chinese indians uh, zulus tossers everyone who believes in him who follows his way will come and make branches and make nests in its branches they will find a home guys they will find a home in god they will find comfort in god right and this parable does not only stop by that it also speaks on our faith it also speaks on our faith there's a scripture that says you can have faith as small as a, as a mustard seed it will be able to move mountains right your faith as small as a mustard your faith as small just as small as a mustard seed i don't know how tiny a mustard seed um science says that it you can't see it you can't see it on the physical eye you need a, a microscope i don't know right i've never seen it right but if you have that that small faith your faith will be enough to feed others to water into others it will be enough to just let others come and make nests on your faith literally literally on your faith that small faith that you have it will be enough to revive someone else's faith all right and it it, it won't just only reach those that look like you or are your kind or in your culture it will reach everyone all kinds that need that revival that are in god okay and then we go on to speak on the parable of the yeast check the order guys check the order the parable of the yeast he says jesus also used this illustration the kingdom of heaven is like a yeast a woman used in baking bread even though she puts only a little yeast in three measures of flour it permitted every part of the dough what does yeast do when i looked at the characters of a yeast a yeast is a very small and fine thing right and wherever you put your yeast a yeast is it has this factor of growth in it it makes everything grow right so when when a woman puts this yeast in 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 flour inside her you know it's like it's, it's it's a lot of flour three measures of flour it's a lot of flour but she puts a tiny yeast that revives every living organ in the flour and makes it grow the same with the word of god the same with faith the same with believing god whenever you invite jesus and in salvation and christ and the holy spirit in your heart guess what will happen just like the yeast your heart will grow when your heart grows it will grow from within i want you to start seeing this kingdom that god speaks of that is within you 
it comes from within it's not something that starts on the outside it starts from within growth when yeast is put into a flower the growth starts from within the flower and only after it, it it grew from within you will be able to see it on the outside and becomes this huge bread or whatever else that you're baking or a huge muffin right so the growth starts from within the holy spirit starts from within faith starts from within it starts by you repenting it's not something that you have to do publicly and show the world you start by changing yourself from within start from changing what you say start from changing how you think it's growth from within when you have christ with with you when you say god i believe you and i i take up my cross i wake up and i take up my cross it's saying that god i allow you to grow me from within after you have received your growth within only then will be able to see it physically only then will you be able to produce those good fruits and everyone will see them and they'll be amazed and guess what they will try some will try to rock you over hmm some will try to rock you over how many of us are jealous of other people's growth that there's this one one just one colleague at work that's always on the top of the charts and you ask yourself how you do how they do it and now you try to be in competition it starts within it starts with god when you have god when you have jesus christ you have growth from within that will grow and he said that it will spread to every parts of the dough it will cover every parts of the dough so it will spread not just for your benefit but it will spread to others those that are around you the same way with god's church this parable also explains god's church it started with just christ it just it started with just god but it spread how many years later we're still reading his bible it's still alive we're still applying his principles right but who does this happen to who does it happen to it happens to the wheat and not the weed it happens to it happens to those who obey god's word it happens do you see the emphasis in god in fact i feel like the whole entire bible is just a repetition he puts it in a different way all right so all those who believe in god will have this growth all those who who trust god will have this growth from within that will spread that will grow things of god start with just humble beginnings it starts so small if you want to see if something in your life is from god or not look at how it started evaluate how it started if it started small and grew big you must know that god was behind it humble beginnings humble beginnings and most importantly it must be something that it's aligned with his way only those that do his will who keep his commandments will be like the yeast they will everything that they will touch will grow the same thing with god's promises you can't hold god on his promises when you are not doing his will you can't say father father and call him every day when you are not doing his will he did say not all those who call my name will enter my kingdom 
not all of them because with him it's as simple as black and white if you are not doing my will you are not my child that's why obedience is such a big thing with god that's why the scripture says seek first the kingdom of god and all else my beloved all else will be added to you all else that with that interest when i see yeast i see interest when i see yeast i see interest i'm like your god Good everything that has your name will grow now. It's it's that compound interest that they speak of when you go take a loan when you know that you're not supposed to. Yes, it's that compound interest that they speak of. Good father, when I am your child, all else that I seek, I can seek a small thing, a two-bedroom house. God will come in and 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 magnify it and be this yeast and magnify it and give me a mansion. Hmm? Only when I do what? When I listen to his word mamela mamela when i listen to his word i will be like a mustard seed you want to be a good wife god gives you a good wife proverbs 31 when you look at this wife when you look at the type of wife you should be when god describes this wife it's a woman who has money to buy property land who has businesses who has servants who has people working under her who gives goodness to his to his husband you know to her husband sorry hmm? who brings him good good she's this yeast that god speaks of that 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 grows that that touches every part that is why all of the people that god used in his bible daniel all of god's children Whenever they touched something it was a success. It was multiplication. Leaders did not even have to worry. You would own a land and employ Daniel. You know that your land will have so much crop. You know you will have so much that you won't even know what to do because of this yeast that is in your house. Right? So I want to challenge you. What are you going to choose? You want better for your life? I've given you the ingredients. This is the way. to get something that is better is just by obeying God obey God have a relationship with God speak to God ask him father how can i obey you what can i do for you today you having prob- problems in your marriage your partner is doing this this and that don't turn and look at what they do Don't say he is selfish, he is this. Whenever even whenever you say that, look at yourself. Are you not selfish? Are you not selfish? Are you not doing what they doing? Because the funny thing about this life, it's a it's a mirror. Everything that happens, it 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 mirrors back to us. It mirrors back to you. Start asking God, God, how can I obey you? Don't look at fixing your problem. You know some of us have so much faith in money. You put so much faith in money like, "Yo, when I have money, you know, uh, problems will be better. When I have money, I'll be able to do this, this and that." He spoke on money. He spoke on money. He says, "Don't store up your treasures on earth." It shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be storing up your treasures on earth. You shouldn't be saying such things. All that you are supposed to do is store up treasures in heaven. in heaven that is obey that is obeying his commandments and tithing you know tithe yes tithe that 10% should belong to god not you 
that you receive? No, it should belong to God, not you. But you are eating it and you are putting your faith in money. And you are hoping that one day when I get rich, my life will be better. Your life can be better starting now by asking the peace. When I say peace, I don't mean the peace that the world descri- as the world describes. The world describes peace as having a, a quiet time and you don't have problems. It's just you and, and, you know, it's beautiful pictures and stuff. God's peace is prosperity. God's peace is well-being. Ask for that peace and don't store up your treasures. in. Don't have so much faith in money. He told you don't do that. He told you do not judge. He told you to ask. Ask and you will receive. Ask him. I don't have bread today. Ask him. And just remember, the wheat and the wheat will be separated on the day of his coming. He is coming. He is returning. He has to fetch us. I mean, hi, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm here <laughs> and I'm waiting for your pass. Okay, I'm waiting for the bus, guys, that he must come fetch me so that I can go live in the mansion and in the many rooms. I can already see he has all kinds of things filled in those rooms. Hey, all kinds of food. I will not be buying anything. I will be flourishing and living in my life, in my best life. Hmm? I'll be royalty. I can't wait. I can't wait. Do you know how well-treated royalty people are? Like, yo, wake up and there's a crown. And I don't have to bath myself. I can't wait for that bath. Hmm? He's returning. But be sure to know, we will be separated. The wheat will be put in the fire. The weed, I'm sorry. The wheat will be put in the fire. The wheat will be put in the barn. The soft life, Baba, that we all want. All you have to do is obey God's commandment. And that's how you seek God's kingdom. Thank you for your ears, my beloved. I hope this message will help you and touch your lives. Please do share with others that you know that need it, need to hear it. And if it has blessed you, do do email me and text me. I will put up my details online and tell me how this word has changed your life. Let's try. Remember, it is not about what you get right or wrong. It is about your willingness to to take up your cross and follow Christ. Until next time, I love you. Stay blessed.